Welcome to this message from Life Assembly, a thriving church in the northwest suburbs of Minneapolis. Please visit us online at lifemn.org for more information. And now join us as we pursue Jesus together. So have you ever been in a situation in your life where you, you were looking for something and it was right in front of you, but you couldn't see it? Some of you every day. Every day. Some of you are like, I look for my glasses every single day, and they're right on my head, right? Or, or maybe you're like, you're trying to get out the door, you're looking for your wallet or your purse, and then you're looking for your cell phone, but you didn't realize you're on the phone talking, and you still couldn't find your cell phone, right? It's right in front of you, and you, you can't see it. And Jane and I, I don't know about you, but Jane and I, this is something we've dealt with pretty much our, our whole lives, where... When you're out of context, people can't recognize you. So like, for example, I know we have teachers in here. Think of when you saw a student outside of your classroom or outside of your school, and somebody looked at you and stared at you, and they're thinking, I know you, but I can't put my finger on it. We've had people in our church that we've seen and said, hello, called them by name, and they turned their cart around and went the other direction. Who are these strange people trying to talk to me? We, I, I remember there was this little girl who asked the pastor of the church, and I got to be a, just watch it happen. I wasn't the senior pastor. And she said, where do you sleep? Because that's her context of where she sees the pastor. And, and we had, I think it was little Josiah Bruder who wondered where we stayed as well. Where is it that you say? Because the context is, is right here. And uh, so I think so many times is that when, when things are out of context, it is very difficult for us to uh, relate or even recognize what's happening. Could you put that picture up for me, please, Jackie? Now, <laughs> I, I w- we can't really zoom up. Um, So some of you have seen us share this picture often. Some of you have seen this before. Jane and I like the zoomed up version. This is on the North Shore of the two of us. I have my Jesus hair and a beard. um, And Jana's got dreads on and looking dreadlocks. And, uh, (laughs) And we had tried for like 10 minutes to get a picture without our kids running in front of us or hanging on us. And so we cropped Eden out. And all you can see is she's still touching us with a stick. She couldn't leave us alone. And so she just found out in the last few months that she was actually in the the real picture of this. She had no idea because we we cropped her out. But so you can understand that us looking like that were sometimes difficult to recognize. And so there was a time that as my wife had dreadlocks, our youngest son wanted to brush her hair. And he looked at her and standing uh, on the couch as she was sitting there and said, Mommy, I can't brush your hair. And my wife's heart was broken. It was broken. My my child, my son, can't brush my hair. So she got rid of him, okay? She's had dreads twice, just so you know. (laughs) One of the times, I was working at uh, Wildfire in Eden Prairie, and I, I was working... And I did not know that she was going to cut them off, have a hair about two inches long, and show up 
and test her husband to see if he would recognize her. Oh, yeah. I passed. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> she showed up. She's in a crowd of people just kind of standing there looking all creepy, creepily at me. And thank goodness, thank goodness I recognize this beautiful woman out of context. She's supposed to be home with my kids and said she finds someone to watch our kids. She does this big thing, this elaborate plan, and she, she shows up out of context. That could have been a really, really rough night for me. But thank goodness, thank goodness. But I think when, when, we, when we look at how we believe, yeah, you can get rid of that quickly. When we look at our knowledge of God, when we look at our idea of how we perceive who Jesus is, many times, and I would say if not the majority of the time, he works out of the context of what we think he is supposed to do. Now, obviously, as Christians, we look at Scripture and we want to make sure that it's, that it's one of the ways that we are able to discern what the Lord and the Holy Spirit is doing based on it's not contradicting Scripture, which is why it is so important that we know the word of the Lord. But at the same time, we sometimes miss it because God is doing something and we don't even recognize him in the time in what he's doing with us. And so I'm just going to ask you to have some patience with me as I uh, kind of paint a picture for us today going through the scripture. And all week I have been so excited about this. And I just, I just pray that uh, many, many times um, when, when we come here and, and I share a lot of times it's individual. Uh, we, we talk about, you know, is your heart right and, and where, where are you at and how, how do you perceive this and how, how do you um, adapt the scripture to you right now in your being. But today, I believe, is corporate. Today, I believe that, that this is such an encouraging word. My prayer is that your heart and your mind is open to the person of Christ like it's never been before. Okay? Now, I'm just going to say this scripture right away. John 1.10 Jesus was in the world, and though he was in the world, though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. The world did not recognize him. So let's start in Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and void, or formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, say, God said, God said, let there be light, and there was light. Here we see the words of God spoken, the word of God coming forth, and life came to being. For those who are artists, for those that love to create with your hand and, and you see things with your mind, understand that God created with his word, that God is a creative being. He created us to create. And so in, in the, the way that you uh, do things with your hands and the gifts and the abilities, you are glorifying God with your artistry. You, you are like your maker as you create. And I, I absolutely love that. God spoke and his word went forth and his word created. Nine times in this chapter, it says, God said, 
God said, let the expanse be between the waters and separate waters. And in nine, God said. And 11, God said. And 14, and God said. And then, and God said. Nine times, and God said. The word of the Lord. We look at this and, and, and we look at it as logos, the, the word of God. So how, how is the word logos used today? Well, I, one simple example is uh, pre, the prelogue. You know, you, you, you look at this in, in a book, which means pre in, in the Greek is before, and the log, logos, before words. So if you're looking at that in your book, and you're like, what's this prelogue thing? It's before the main words uh, of the author. There are 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 books in the New Testament. In between Zechariah and Matthew, we have about 400 years. During that time, there was a number of writings that came out. They're called the, the Apocrypha or kind of these mythical writings that the Protestant church doesn't use, mainly because it doesn't add up. It doesn't connect with, with other scriptures. From Genesis, the first of the 39 books in the Old Testament, to Zechariah, we read... Um, we read or, or hear, depending on, on how you understand it, a phrase that's used well over 300 times, and it is the word of the Lord. The logos. The word of, of God. Now, William Temple says, the Jews will remember that by the word or the logos of the Lord, the heavens were made. So they look at the law of Moses, and this is where they see the word. God. God is introduced to us as the creator of all things. But the Greek, they will look at it as the rational principle which all natural law, in particular, the expressions come from, the ration, rationality of the word. But they equally believe that the logos is the starting point of all things. Now, it was common for logos in, in the early days to be looked at as deity. The Jews, they looked at it as the law, whereas the Greeks recognized it as equally important, but more rationality because they were not raised with the law. So let's walk through this for a little bit. Genesis 15.1, the word of the Lord came to Abraham. Exodus 19.7, the words of the Lord had commanded him to speak. Numbers 3.51, Moses gave the redemption money to Aaron and his sons, and he was commanded by the word of of the Lord. Deuteronomy 4:12. Then the Lord spoke to you out of the fire. You heard the sound of words, but saw no form. There was only a voice. Joshua 3:9. Joshua said to the Israelites, "Come here and listen to the word of the Lord." 1 Samuel 15:10. Then the word of the Lord came to Samuel. 2 Samuel 7:4. But that night the word of the Lord came to Nathan. 2 Samuel 23, 2, the spirit of the Lord spoke through me. His word was on my tongue. 1 Kings 6, 11, the word of the Lord came to Solomon. 1 Kings 12, 24, this is what the Lord says. Do not go up and fight against your brothers, the Israelites. Go home, every one of you, for this is my doing. So they obeyed the word of the Lord, or they obeyed God. Second Kings 3.12, Jehoshaphat said, the word of the Lord is with him. Chronicles 11.2, but this word of the Lord came to Shemaiah, the man of God. 
Ezra 1.1, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord moved the hearts. Psalms 12.6, in the words of the Lord are flawless, like silver purified in a crucible, like gold refined seven times. Psalms 33.4, for the word of the Lord is right and true, he, notice it says, he is faithful in all he does. Assigns lordship to the word. Psalms 105, 19. Till what he foretold came to pass, till the word of the Lord proved him true. Isaiah 1.10. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Listen to the instruction of our God, you people of Gomorrah. God had spoken. Isaiah 38.4, the word of the Lord came to Isaiah. Isaiah 39.5, then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, hear the words of the Lord Almighty. Jeremiah 1.2, the word of the Lord came to him in the 13th year of the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah. Jeremiah 1.4, the word of the Lord came to me. Jeremiah 1.11, the word of the Lord came to me. Lamentations 2.17, the Lord has done what he planned. He has fulfilled his word, which he decreed long ago. He has overthrown you without pity. He has let the enemy gloat over you. He has exalted the horn of your foes. Ezekiel 1.3, the word of the Lord came to Ezekiel, the priest, the son of Buzi. Daniel 9.2, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood that the scriptures according to God, or according to the word of the Lord given to Jeremiah the prophet. Hosea 1.1, the word of the Lord that came to Hosea. Hosea 4.1, hear the word of the Lord, you Israelites. Hear God. Hear God is speaking to you. Joel 1.1, the word of the Lord came to Joel. Amos 7.16, now then hear the word of the Lord. Jonah 1.1, the word of the Lord came to Jonah. Jonah 3.1, the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. We know what happens there. John 3.3, Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Those of you who know the story of Jonah. Micah 1.1, the word of the Lord came to Micah. Zephaniah, the word of the Lord came to Zephaniah. Haggai 1.1, in the second year, in the first day of the sixth month, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Haggai. Haggai 1.3, then the word of the Lord came to the prophet Haggai. Zechariah 1.1, in the eighth month of the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Zechariah. Genesis through Zechariah, the word of the Lord, I, over 300 times, is God revealing himself to the prophets of old to speak to the people. And then we get silence. And then we get the prologue. And we look at the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the word was God. He was God with God 
in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. That light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to be called, say with me, children of God. Children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word of God became flesh. And he made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. I believe that this scripture is one of the most important theological statements that have ever been made. They have ever been uttered. That the word of God, the word from the beginning to the end of the Old Testament has now become flesh and was revealed among us. Does this understanding of the Logos bring life and revelation of who Jesus Christ is in your life right now? I don't know about you, but for me, reading this, and dwelling on this this week, my spirit has just come alive. And I thought of Jeremiah's very famous verse in 20, verse 9, says, but I, if I say I will not mention his word or speak any more in his name, his word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. I cannot any longer. Doesn't this make you want to worship? Doesn't this make you want to look at the word of God and as we see the power of God revealed in the Old Testament and realize that that same power came into flesh for us? The advent of Jesus was not the beginning of his life. It was what was coming into being with us even now. He still dwells among us. Now think of this. In John 1.10, he was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. In other words, an entire generation of people that lived by the law of Moses, they knew the Torah, they knew the first five books that Moses wrote verbatim. They knew them word for word, Yet when God himself was revealed in flesh, they looked at him and could not recognize him. 
This is like teaching about love if you've never loved. This is like telling me how to build a house when you've only watched Fixer Upper. It's like telling me how to run a race when the closest, or to, to, to race cars when the closest you've been is a remote control. The very people who taught the law, proclaimed the words of the Lord, could not recognize the author who was right in front of them. I found myself thinking about this in my own life. How many times have I missed God right in front of me? How many times have I missed what Jesus in his spirit was doing in my life because it was out of the context of what I understood of who Christ is and the way that he moves and the things that he does? Oh God, that we are not blind to who you are. Oh God, that we do not miss you when you're right in front of us. You think of Hebrews 13.2 where it says, to not forget to show the hospitality to strangers. For so by doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without even knowing it. Is it possible that we have missed what God is doing because we, like the Jewish leaders, were blind? We had our own ideas of the way God does things. We had our own ideas of how the Spirit moves among us and we've missed it. I've asked the uh, worship team if you could come up and lead us in a song today as we, as we end <clears throat> what are we faced to do? What are we faced to do with this? What, what, do, we, what do we do as, as we look through the scriptures and we see the word of the Lord going forth, revealing himself to the climax of what we see in John chapter 1 is that this word coming alive in the flesh of Jesus Christ. Well, I don't know about you, but as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. I choose to worship. I choose to do my best to lead people towards the word. I choose to sing, even when I don't feel like it. I choose to lift my voice and say, may the word of God become flesh in my own life. May the prologue of, of all things make his way into my life. Would you please stand? I told you in the beginning that I looked at this more as a sermon for our congregation today. It, and it can be individual, of course, but I'm looking and praying that God is revealing himself through his word, becoming flesh. And I pray that there's somebody here today that God has revealed himself in such a mighty and real way that your life is forever changed today. Would you worship with us for this song? And I will come up and give instructions after. I must have gotten so excited I forgot there's another book in the Old Testament, Malachi. 
<laughs> My JBQ purse has gone, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, I really, I pray, I pray that this encouraged you like it did me this week. I pray that as you yourself read or listen uh, to scripture on audio or however it is that you, that you consume, consume scripture, that when you hear the word of the Lord came to Ezekiel or the word of the Lord came to Isaiah and these prophets, that it was God himself revealing himself to a nation and to a people. And we today see this in John where God revealed himself in the flesh for us. It is powerful. It is powerful. And maybe I'm just preaching to myself this morning. If that's so, you can just say, there, there, Pastor Dale. Glad you got all worked up today. Pray that you're blessed. You've been listening to a message from Life Assembly. Connect with us online at lifemn.org. And thanks for listening.